I can't. Hello? Hello? Am I on? Can you hear me? Or is that my voice or just the microphone? Am I on? Hello? No? I'm not sure what's going on here. There's a whole lot of volume. Can they hear? Okay. I can't be up there. It's too far away. Let's pray. God, be with us now. We thank you. Amen. So Bernie called me, and this is about to be you all's opening series on walls. And uh, you know, so Nehemiah builds the wall. You shall be a repairer of the breach. I think that's in Isaiah, right? You get the idea. You know, walls have good and bad things. I have been asked to talk about Jericho. Those are some clearly some walls that need to come down. So that's what we're talking about today. I'm putting it up front. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to say, where's the pastor going? No, I'm going to tear something down. Okay? So th- this is how I'm using, I'm looking at the Bible. I'm looking at the story of the children of Israel from a life application scenario. So Israel in Egypt is you strung out in sin. Israel in the, in the wilderness is you learning what justification is. And Israel in Canaan is supposed to be your sanctification process. The problem is that the first generation of people coming out of Egypt and in the wilderness didn't want sanctification. They wanted to go back. How many of you remember that story? And it's in the wilderness. Why don't we go back to Egypt? Let's go back. Let's go back. Well, let's just think about that for a moment. Now, I'm, I will step on toes today. I'm not trying to be aggressive, but you know, the Bible should at least ruffle some feathers before it massages my muscles. Right? The older generation of, of, of Hebrew people that came out, now mind you now, they had come out. They had come out as a mixed multitude. They had come out Egyptians and everybody else that had been enslaved to include the Hebrews as well as Hebrew people. So by the time they get to Mount Sinai, God is doing something different. He's taking multiple peoples and making them into one people. Right? And whenever things get rough, what do the people say? Let's go back to Egypt. Well, what's in Egypt? Well, clearly with the, with the golden calf, there's a whole lot of fornication going on. You can look up the Luxor temple and you'll find they have all kinds of sordid things that they used to do in their religious worship. Hmm? Fornication is back there. There's um, ethnic, ethnic discrimination. What do I mean? Hebrews lived here and Egyptians lived here and neither shall the two meet. So let's go back to being separate. That's the older generation. Let's go back. You guys do it your way. We're going to do it this way. Hmm? They were comfortable with that. They, get, they, came, they came and they, when they finally got to the land of Canaan, the place that God is promising, the place that God promised you. This is an, an analogy of your life. After you've been baptized, God is saying, I've got something more for you. After you came, I don't, you, some, many of you, and I'm only a second generation. Now, some people in here are like ninth generation. Your, your great-grandfather, you know, was Ellen White's brother or something. You know, that's fine. But when you accepted Jesus for yourself, God's like, all right, now I've got something more for you than just what you keep thinking that is supposed to happen. But when they saw what was more, they didn't like it. Like, oh no, yeah, the land is nice. Now mind you, mind you, watch this, watch this here, watch this. In the wilderness, they have clothes that never, 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 never fall apart. They don't have to work. (laughs) The food just falls from heaven. It's great, right? It's great. There's water coming from a rock. They don't have to dig a well. They have to do nothing. Nothing. And when God sends the 12 spies to Canaan, they all come back with fruit on the shoulder. Listen, I know what we're doing and it's not much, but look what we can be. Hmm? The fruit of the spirit. You understand? I'm doing this analogously. Look who we can be. We can be more. 
than just simply covered in the blood. We can be more than simply forgiven every time we make a mistake. We can be more. But man, it's going to take some work. There's some giants in the land. Are you crazy? We can't deal with that. Do you see how big they are? Did you see that city? That is a fortified area. We can't do it. Let's go back. Forget the fact that everything's happening for us for free right now. Forget the fact that we're no longer being beaten and we're not addicted right now. Forget all that. Let's just go back. Why? Because we don't want to have to do something. Hmm? The Anakim were in the land. Those are the ancient race. It's an ancient evil. I looked, did a little bit, little bit of research on them. There's not much about. In, De- in, Rev- in De- Deuteronomy chapter 2, there are actually five nations of giants that are mentioned. There is the Avim, the Horim, the Anakim, the Zamzumim, and the Evim. And all of them are giants and they're absolutely evil. They're, their entire race of people lived during the time of Abraham. So when you think of Abraham and those people, you can think of two types. You can take two people. The people that lived in the plains, they got destroyed by the fire, right? The Sodom and all that business. They were all giants. And then so was Melchizedek. But it was an ancient evil people. And so when you start going into your Canaan land experience, I'm talking about your life. You've got to deal with some ancient evil. And you can't deal with ancient evil if you don't get past Jericho. You can't. Jericho was a very nice place. It was dedicated to the moon god, Sin. That's the name, Sin, Shin. It was a very rich place, very comfortable place. Very comfortable. They didn't have to wait. I mean, that's, they, they, it, it, the city was so, so, so I want you to, I mean, if you can imagine, imagine this. So, so here's the city. And in order to get to the wall, you have to go up an incline built by dirt. The wall is 40-some feet tall, six feet thick, and the incline of dirt keeps going up, right, to the top of Jesus' head, where there's another wall, another 40-some-odd feet thick, I mean tall. That's the wall. That wall's not designed to come down. You can't beat that wall. And, and, and Rahab, by the way, Rahab's house was on the dirt in between the walls. The older generation had to die off because they wanted to just stay just comfortable. They wanted everything to be done for them. That's all they wanted. If we were in politics, we would say they were a welfare state. All they wanted was somebody just to give them a freebie. Hmm? Jesus, I don't want to have to struggle. Jesus, why don't you just take the struggle away from me, Jesus? Take it away. Just get rid of it. I don't want to think about it again. As a matter of fact, just take away the want. The Bible says in the New Testament, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. When you look up that word strongholds, it is a fortification that is held up by four walls. A lie, disease, fear, is it a lie? Lie, fear, disease, and enjoyment. Now God, God, can, God can come to you and unconfuse you on the lie. He can speak truth into your life. Yes, he can. And he will. And that's a divine act of grace. Yes, it is. And God, sir, God will come to you and he can remove your fear. I am that I am. You don't have to worry about nothing. I will take care of you. He'll remove your fear. And he can even heal you of the diseases that your ancestry has given you, that your choices have done. But what he will not do is take away your choice. And some of us have to acknowledge that some of our, some of our Jericho-isms we like. We like it. We like holding grudges. We like judging people. 
We do. We, we enjoy it. It makes us feel good. We have an insecurity. There's something else that we're covering. We're afraid, whatever it is. We, we like being greedy. You don't think that we're greedy. If you live in America, you already live in the top 1% of the planet. But you need more shoes. Hmm? Come on, don't, don't act brand new. The, the American way is a way of greed. I'm telling you and I'm living it. It's a way of greed. I, we are trained to be consumers. The first century church would be ashamed of us. Real talk, they would. We don't give half as much as what they do. We don't give sacrificially. We really don't. Sacrificially means, all right, let me change the way I'm living to make sure that so-and-so has a way to, you understand? Let me, let, me, let me cut back on my standard of living. I don't need to live in the hood, but let me, I don't need a new car either. First century church would be ashamed of us if they looked at us right now and saw that we had separate conferences. They would be ashamed of us. Absolute shame. Paul would rebuke us like he did Peter. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. And I I said I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. He would be ashamed at the fact that we can't get along. That we refuse refuse to appreciate the differences and to work together as an institution. That we have structuralized the separation and justified it. He would be ashamed. We want to run around and tell the whole world that, 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 that Jesus is coming, Sabbath is the Sabbath, etc., etc. That Sunday's an ancient evil. We can't get past the race issue. What you talking to people about? How, you know how crazy we sound when we stand up and say, listen, come to us, we're the remnant, and we got separate conferences? You know how crazy we sound? They look at us like we have a third leg coming out of our forehead. We, listen, we don't have nothing to tell. Let, watch, hear me. We don't have nothing to tell these people. When we, when, help me Jesus. We don't have anything to tell people about Sabbath. Because that's really where all of our, 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 or the health message. That's where all of our stuff is going. It's going to Sabbath. When, when the divorce rate in the church is equal to outside of this church. We have nothing to say. Keep your mouth shut about Sabbath. Don't quote E.G. Dub again. Because we got some issues in here that we ain't dealing with. We just talk about it. We have nothing to say with the child abuse and, and spousal abuse in, this, in our church. It's the same as everybody else. We have nothing to say. Our Jerichos still stand. We want to tell everybody to come out of Babylon. How about we get Babylon out of us? This is a whole different conversation. I, wasn't, I didn't, It's not even what I wrote. We, we love to come to church. And we, and we have sermons that make us feel good about being Adventists. Really? Ellen White says, I, and I have the quote on my tablet, Ellen White says that until it is passed by law, Sunday is not yet the mark of the beast. So what is? If Sunday is not yet the mark of the beast because it's not passed by law, then what is evidence that I am lost? Huh? Maybe it's the amount of porn addicts we have in the church. Something we don't talk about. I just moved in somebody's house right now. Your husband is a porn addict. And our church doesn't have, we don't have nothing to say about it. Bernie's going to start something for men called Restore. Praise the Lord. Because our church doesn't have anything written on this. If you want to talk about this topic, you got to go outside our church to talk about it. We don't even do recovery groups. 
I know, I, know men, I know ministers that abuse their wives. I know people in church. Forget ministers. I know people in churches that abuse their wives. Physical abuse. Yes, in the church. Hmm? Jericho still stands. Huh? You're lying to yourself because you think you're the, the little mini Jesus. We lie to ourselves. We admit why? Because we keep the commandments of God. We keep 10. You know that's a minimal number? You know that, right? When you deal with the number 10, that's the lowest number Abraham could go to. God gave you the least amount of commandments. That's not all. Jesus says, I give you another one. Love one another. That's not in the big 10. Isn't that right? They will know we are Christians by our Sabbath. What's it say? Come on now. Jericho has to fall. And God has to deal with a new generation to make Jericho fall because the old generation just got recalcitrant. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to have to do the work of relationship mending with people that they would normally not deal with. They didn't want to do the work of going to a counselor and dealing with the addictions that I got from my, from my father and my grandpa. They didn't want to do the work. They didn't want to do what was necessary. They just wanted to sit around and quote books that were not in the Bible and feel good about themselves. So God's like, you all are going to die in the wilderness. There's a work that has to be done. There's some ancient evil that has to be killed, but I can't use you. I'm going to use your kids. Mind you now, all these were men of war. Hmm? How many of you, y'all know the old saints are dying off. You know that, right? The wise, the real wise ones, the ones that were back. They, the, the, man, they're, they're, they're dying off quickly. Men of war, women of war dying off. So who's God got to tear down Jericho with? Us. But we're not warriors. We weren't trained for war. We were birthed in the welfare wilderness, weren't we? Hmm? Comfortable in the wilderness. So what's God got to do with us? Baptize us in our Jordan? Circumcise us? Because we didn't get circumcised in the wilderness. Hmm? Give us, get us under the Passover like he got our parents under the Passover. Get us under justification. I got to do this with y'all quick. How many of y'all know that it's quick? It's fa- you, we don't have the time the older generation had. We don't have it. Some of us saying that the end of the world, Jesus is coming. Really? Do you really believe that? Because, I mean, we've been saying that for a hundred and some odd years. We've had over a century of war. All of that is signs that he's coming. If he's not here yet, it's not because there's more signs to be fulfilled. It's because he's waiting on people. So we got people stuck between, I want Jesus to come, but man, I just don't want to go through the suffering. I don't want to have to fight. I don't want to have to stand like those gentlemen that had to stand that got attacked by ISIS. I don't want to have to bow down in my orange suit and let somebody cut my head off. I don't want to have to stand next against Americans and have them say, you're not an American. I don't want that. What do you think this is? A massage parlor? What are, what, are we, what, are we, what are we here for? We are here not to feel good about us. We are here, we are here to be moved, to tear down some things that Satan has set up, to make room for the king to come. That's what we're here for. To love people so they can understand how confused the world is. That's why we're here. We're not here to feel good about us. Oh, we made it in. Somebody else better figure it out. No. That's not why we're here. God birthed this church to be heroes. 
heroes tearing down spiritual giants and wickedness in heavenly place. That's why he birthed this message. That's why he did it. So God sets up, he tells them, he says, and it's funny because here's the deal. Jericho doesn't fall because of human effort. God just says, I need you to come with me. I'm going to tear down the wall. And when I tear down the wall, that's what I need you to do. Hmm? That's what he says. So you're walking. You're on your way to Jericho. You walk around it seven times. Interestingly, the reason why he walked around it seven times, um, one per day, is because when the, 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 the Canaanites had God kings, that's what they were called, God kings. And so before the Canaanite king was enthroned, he would go out. And on the seventh day, he would come in with great pomp and fanfare. Hmm? See, in your mind somewhere, there's that one sin, that Jericho that just besets you consistently. New Testament says a sin that so easily besets us. There's that one thing that keeps tripping you up in your relationship. There's that one thing that keeps tripping you up. Every single thing else in your life points you back to that one thing. Why? Because God needs your, Satan needs your Jericho to stand so you don't get to the ancient evil that God's trying to cleanse out of your life. Hmm? It's funny because when you read the story, I did it. I, I, I found this out a couple years ago, many years ago actually. Um, when, when, when the walls fall, Joshua says this. Shout for the Lord has given you the city. One. The city is cursed. Two. Don't touch the unclean thing or you're going to die. Three. Huh? What's that a parallel of? Fear God and give him glory. One. Babylon has fallen. Two. If any man worship the beast or his name, you can't preach the three angels' message if you're not tearing down walls. The entire point of the three angels' message is to conquer the Canaan within somebody. That's the whole point. When we start preaching down the three angels' message, we're tearing down people's Jerichos. We're giving the Lord an access, a highway into the ancient evil that resides inside every single individual. But if we persist as individuals, as a church, in letting our Jerichos stand, we will be worthless. And as, and as Mordecai said to Esther, help will arise from another place. We got this message for a reason. This one, this isn't even my message. I don't even know why I have this thing up here. I had all nice, you know, nice stuff. Nice stuff, you know, you know, holiness to the Lord and Jesus is love. Oh, great, wonderful messages. I can't do that. I can't do that. We're at a pivotal point in planetary history. Never in the history, in the history of this nation. Have we seen the shenanigans in the runnings for presidency that we see right now? Never in the history. We've never seen it. And the shenanigans are the front runner. Never have we seen it. And where are we? Who are we? What are we saying? Really? I haven't heard Ted say nothing. 
The only thing I hear from the old generation is, listen, Adventists don't get involved in politics. I ain't saying we need to get involved in politics. But man, we need to say something about evil. In all of its forms. All of it. But we got to tear down our Jericho first. We have to tear down this Jericho first. This one. I don't even know what my time is. How much time I got left? Seven minutes? I got seven minutes. Look at that. Look at that. I am right on time. Come on, Jesus. We have to be willing as a people. That's the point of circumcision. The point of circumcision, literally, the circumcision of the heart, circumcision of the the foreskin back in the Hebrew days, circumcision of the heart in the time of Romans. We've got to be willing to let God cut off what is unnecessary to seal us, to give us that sign of the Holy Spirit. We've got to be willing to let him march us and follow him. He will knock stuff down. We, have no, we don't even need to worry about how he's going to do it. He might do it through counseling. He might do it through groups. He might do it through a conversation. But we've got to let him get us out of cement. Our Jericho walls have to fall. They have to fall. There's multiple, listen, my wife tell you, listen, I'll tell you this, I'm done. I'm, I'm wrapping up right here. I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. Seriously, seriously. So I, and, and some of y'all have heard me tell you, and I say it all the time, I don't care. I don't care. I come from a family of addicts. I shouldn't be where I'm at as a chaplain wearing a suit every day. My wife, no. When we first got married, I was still, still struggling. Had it. My dad, my, 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 my dad, my aunt, my, my, my grandfather, and a whole side, whole sides of my family had alcohol issues. Some people had crack issues. There was some uh, fornication issues. What do you think I came into marriage with? Huh? As an Adventist, porn. Real talk. Real talk. What did I have to do to get past that? I go to counseling once a month at minimum. In order for me to even be here where I'm at right now, I had to go to four counselings concurrently for a year. And then I went to Andrews and I went to counselling by myself for a year. And then when I met my wife, we went to pre- and post-marital counselling. I still go. Why? Because my ancient demons need to go. God will use anything and anybody. If he can talk through a donkey, he can talk through a counsellor. Hmm? But my Jerichos need to go. Why? I got a little girl that's looking up to me now and I need her to get in the kingdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? What's your Jericho and don't lie? If you got racists in the family, then own it. That ain't God. Okay, cool. I'm not mad at you. What you gonna do about it? You and God. Because God made from one blood all nations. How are you going to handle that since that's how you were raised? You a sexist? Okay, cool. But God made them one. How are you going to handle that? I'm not mad at you, but you got to come, come with it. Come with it. If the church cannot be a place where we heal in realness, then the church is not the church. Hmm? And let me talk, I'm, I'm done. Let me talk to the abused people very briefly. Uh, where'd she go? There you are. Yeah. Listen, let me talk to the abused people. I'm talking to, listen. I, I need to talk to the people that have been raped and abused for about five seconds. Because when that happened to you, your Jericho walls took a different monster. 
They became different. They became, they became defenses, insulary defenses against being hurt again. That's what happened with your Jericho walls. You developed some coping skills that separated you from real relationship with people. You developed some coping skills that got you hooked in some things that you never would have chosen had that not happened. Listen, I'm here to tell you that God heals that mess. God heals that mess. But you've got to be open. You've got to, you, you literally, he, listen, he can unconfuse your lie. He can, he, can, he can remove your fear. God will remove your fear. God will, will even heal some diseases. But you've got to be Rahab and let that rope down. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Family, I'm done. Listen, God loves you. And God wants to work in you and work through you. But these walls have got to fall. They have to fall. They have to fall. They have to fall. Go on and sing.